Welcome back to another episode of Bantu Book Review. So I know every week I get on here and gush about the books that I've read that I love because I always review books that I love. Um, so I'm going to do it again this week. And on my bookshelf this week was The Truth of Things by Tasha L. Harrison. And it was so good. I really enjoyed the story for a bunch of reasons, um, but honestly, it was an emotional roller coaster. So let's start with the emotionally intelligent word of the day or words, because honestly, I felt so many things. I feel like I felt the whole spectrum of emotions. I had outbursts from literally laughing out loud to crying to screaming and shouting. I felt everything. Um, there was nostalgia when... We got some glimpses into sisterhood and it got me to thinking about my own girlfriends. I was amused when the main character, Ava, was hella crass with her girlfriends. Her and her homegirls were out of pocket. So that was amusing. I was heartbroken. I was shocked and appalled. I was angry, mad as hell. Um, but overall, I would say that I am just grateful for the story and all the things that were explored in the way that they were explored in this book. I think this story is really important. And so I highly recommend it. Let's get into hate it or love it. Of course, I loved it. You know, I loved it. Um, and this is also a love story, but not in the shallow Hollywood love kind of way where it begins with once upon a time and it has a clear path to happy. It's about real love. The truth of things is really truth um and it's not pretty and it talks about navigating self-love love of family love of community or romantic love in in the messy way that you find love and even lose love so the book opens and closes with quotes from our beloved james baldwin and the opening quote is love does not begin and end the way we seem to think it does love is a battle love is a war love is growing up love is a growing up and after everything is said and done the shit hits the fan in the story and tasha harrison hits us with the closer and the final quote is the perfect conclusive remark um and this is the quote love takes off masks that we fear we can't live without and no, we cannot live within. So the themes in this book were so many. Um, there's adulthood, black womanhood, sisterhood, black sisterhood specifically. There's romance, sex, dating and relationship, and that whole dynamic, sex, power and control, toxic masculinity. Um, we explore expectations and assumptions about how best to engage and protect ourselves when surrounded with toxic masculinity and those kinds of things there's police brutality the problem with the boys in blue the politics of illusion the culture of silence and compliance in institutional racism there's the dynamic of constantly fighting to be an agent of change while also being complicit in certain systems in order to retain privilege and access and that plays out with one character in particular who happens to be a cock cop <laughs> a cock He's also a cock. <laughs> Read the story to find out why. Um, but there's a cop and he's a black man. So that is particularly complicated in this story where it's like, okay, you're a part of the community that is marginalized and often targeted by police, but you're also 
tasks with policing that same community and your comrades don't have the same familiarity with this community or the same concern or love for the people. Um, they're not engaging in community in the same way. Like a lot of times there are police officers who are policing communities that they are not a part of. You don't live here. So you don't know the people here. You don't know the customs. So there's that whole thing. And all of these themes are playing out in the life of a really relatable, snarky, vulgar, authentic 20-something who's trying to heal and mend all the fences in her life. So she's knee-deep in her own bullshit when the good guy, good cop, with good intentions, comes along and brings his own baggage and shortcomings to the table. So yeah, this story has all the elements and it unfolds in the way that life does. You're going along, do-do-do, things are great or terrible depending on the day, and then Suddenly, there's like this huge change for better or for worse, and you just got to keep going. You got to keep going, um, and she does. She keeps going. So in this book, my MVP award, my favorite character is a kid, Emiliano, hands down. Um, I feel like he's the bridge between the old and the new, in a sense. Um... Ava is the main character. She's the protagonist and she's mentoring him. He's a young boy. Kind of, he's a young boy in terms of his age, but he's from the hood. So it, it ages him in a way that makes him older than he actually is. Um, so he's this really gritty kid, hard, but he's got a great heart, which we don't initially see. But certain events play out. Read the story. I'm not going to give it away to like show you who he really is. Um, there's a scene in the book, though, where he relates to a disruptive kid with a similar background, and he gets through to him in a really powerful way using language that the kid understands and respects. And what I appreciated most about that scene was the fact that in that moment, both he and Ava, the main character, realize that, you know, positive reinforcement, all the things that they tell you about how to relate to children and how to talk to them and engage with them, like, that shit doesn't work for every kind of kid and in every environment. And the way that Emiliano related to that kid, it was it was wise and it was really authentic in the sense that, like, he realized the positive reinforcement alone was insufficient and... You've got to identify the problem, not just say, oh, here's what we do right. Let me set the right expectation for you by using all this pretty length. No, that's not enough. You have to identify the problem, dig it up from the root and plant a new seed for growth. And so he just kept it very real with this kid, but also encouraged him. So I really loved Emiliano um, because of his potential um, and because he also was not afraid to show his true face beneath the mask that he was forced to wear in his environment. Um, so yeah, great story. Um, couple lingering questions from the book about whether or not Ava's relationship with her cop bay is feasible considering all the things that transpire in the book. Um, and then also whether her cop bay will ultimately need to make a decision between love and and duty so yeah i'm i'm not sure what his choice will be 
or whether he even has to choose at all between the love of his life and his career. But I do wonder. Moving on to the so what. So this book, man, was really good for a lot of reasons, like I mentioned, but also it has some conversations playing out that connect to the larger conversation that we're having in society about police brutality um, in the media, you know, in real life, in this grim, grim life in America for Black people. We've got all these stories from the media that are biased and without compassion or concern for the victims of police brutality who ultimately they get villainized and painted to be at fault and deserving of the treatment. And somehow these stories get spun and whether you're stealing or fighting or whatever you've been accused of, the police decide that the appropriate consequence is death and it's not. And then the media spins the story and becomes really hell-bent on perpetuating stereotypes and assumptions about the identity of the victim to maintain this narrative that the person was at fault and deserving of, of their treatment when they absolutely are not at all deserving of death as a consequence to whatever alleged crime they may have committed. This story, though, does a few things really well as it relates to police brutality. So there's a scene of police brutality, um, but we get an intimate view of the character who is ultimately victimized by police brutality. And we get to see their life, their heart, their choices from the perspective of a person who knows them and a person who loves them. And then we also get to engage with a cop. We get to engage with a copper outside of his capacity as the law. And, and this humanizes him. Um, we actually like this guy. He's a good guy, right? But he's still a cop. Like there's always the but. Um, but as the story plays out, we have to contend with what what everything means at the end of it all. Um, but I, I think that the author does a really good job of having that conversation. And, and Tasha Harrison is clearly a person who's familiar with what it means to come from a rough environment. And she colors the environment, the hood, in the story, you know, that setting, she colors that environment in a way that gives it depth and brings it to life in a dynamic way and her vantage point is both responsible and authentic so I appreciate that it was a great story a lot of unexpected twists and turns I did not think the story was going where it went um and so it's highly recommended five stars get this book it's so good so let's move on to the shout outs um there was this quote on Goodreads I think it was today yeah, um, highlighting, it was just a regular quote, but it made me think about the shout outs portion of this podcast and why the shout outs are so important. And the quote goes, either write something worth reading or do something worth writing. And I think it's from one of the raggedy forefathers of this nation, pretty sure it was Ben Franklin. Correct me if I was wrong, if I am wrong. Uh, but yeah, he's right about this. Um, with the shout outs, 
I've tried to be really intentional in identifying organizations and people who have a solution orientation and people who are not just conscious of the problems around us because there are so many. We can't afford to not be aware of what those problems are, but there are so many people who are actively doing something about these problems and identifying solutions. And that's just, it's so important because progress doesn't happen. It's created. Like we're not here today past some of the hurdles throughout history that have been problematic for no reason. Like we didn't just get here. Like people did things and people have continued to do things. And so these shout outs attempt to recognize a few of those people who are doing the work. So shout out as always to the people who are doing the work. This is so important. Um, the first shout out this week goes to Tasha Harrison, of course. Shout out to her, all the work she's doing outside of writing. Check out her website to learn more about what that is, TashaLHarrison.com. Shout out also to CategorizedTweets.com. CategorizedTweets.com is something that I've brought up, I don't know how many times at this point, and I'm not going to shut up, but we've got some important decisions to make about the people that will be voting in and out in the coming elections. So categorizedtweets.com will allow you to see what your um, respective candidates are tweeting about, what they're talking about, which issues are important to them, which issues are not. So go ahead and check out CategorizedTweets.com to aid you in making the right decision in November. This next shout out goes out to Campaign Zero. Their website is joincampaignzero.org and they provide policy solutions to ending police violence in this country by way of limited police interventions improve community interactions and accountability. So they've got some policy solutions. Check them out. And finally, check out the Equal Justice Initiative, EGI.org. This is an organization committed to ending mass incarceration and excessive punishment in the United States. They're also committed to challenging racial and economic injustice, as well as protecting basic human rights for the most vulnerable Americans. So that is it for this week hit me up with your takeaways your testimonies tweet me your book lists of authors of color featuring people of color at Bantu book review and don't forget to like subscribe and rate this podcast as well as the blog of the same name until next time y'all thanks for listening